Welcome to the Love Anarchy Podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, Mindset and Love Coach, here to talk today about gray divorce. Gray divorce has been hitting social media, Uh, there's trends and there's been studies around it, and there's a remarkable increase in people over the age of 50 getting divorced. While people have had several marriages, we're talking about people who have had marriages 20, 30, 40 plus years. This term was coined by researchers when thinking about the gray-haired demographic of people in the 50-plus crowd. And it currently makes up a quarter of all divorces, one in 10 being over the age of 65. While the divorce rates go down, these gray divorces or silver splitters appear to rise. So we've had examples of this in the media If you think about the American vice presidential couple, Tipper and Al Gore, their decision to separate after 40 years of marriage made big news in TV and social media, as did Bill and Melinda Gates. Melinda was Bill's wife for 27 years, and they split in May 2021. One big thing that appears to make it easier is that often these over 50 people don't have young children, and most of their children are off with families of their own and perhaps are more emotionally grounded. And although they probably don't like that their parents are splitting up because they have families and lives of their own, it wouldn't impact them so much. And as for the couple themselves, they don't have to deal with visitation, child support, or disputes on how to raise children. And hopefully, they've had plenty of time to analyze or take a look at their personal unhappiness and also take a look at the marriage and the spouse and hopefully the partner's own part in the marriage or the marriage downfall. Hopefully these people also weighed the trade-offs between being in an unsatisfying marriage and the unknown of the future, especially after being married for so very long. The unknown on how holidays are going to be split up, about exactly how finances are going to fall into place, and what about love, dating, or marriage? What is going to, that going to be like without having a partner? We now live in the 21st century, and 60-year-olds can reasonably expect to live another two decades. 
So that is really something to think about. Being unhappy for another two decades or taking that risk and seeing what else is out there or what other kinds of freedom in life can partners possibly make for themselves? Could it be possible that people just simply grow apart over the years? That long-term time together, people go through so many changes, and maybe the changes don't add up anymore. And baby boomers really carry less stigma and were the parade leaders when it came to being okay with divorce and kind of started that trend. Couples begin to notice without the distraction of having kids around or taking care of kids or partnering to raise kids that the focus becomes on the marriage. And they come to realize that maybe the children and parenting is the glue that kept their marriage together. I've got to be honest, I saw it happen and I noticed the gores and saw it slowly happening around me, but I never actually caught on to the term of gray divorce until recently as I've delved a little deeper and as the population that I coach and do therapy with are getting a little bit older and there's more women coming in to kind of find themselves during this time after a divorce, kind of start again. But in 2004, AARP did the study that really brought gray divorce out into the forefront. And further, Deidre Bear's 2007 book called Calling It Quits had interviews with gray divorcees and was able to kind of get behind what was this demographic's thoughts behind it. And it's interesting because who do you think initiates the gray divorce? Well, we found that it's mostly wives that seek the divorce at higher rates And this is connected with the availability of nitrate-based anti-impotence drugs like Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra uh, has led to increased divorce rates. So something that you would think would help marriages down the road actually might have done the opposite. And like I said earlier in the podcast, researchers have indicated the increase in longevity of boomers' lives and the cultural values of this generation, as well as women's financial independence as potential causes. How do gray divorces differ from regular divorces across all generations. Most gray divorces are retired or near retirement or 
have reasons that they haven't retired yet, but are at that age. So most of these people, given the generation they grew up with, have grown children and even grandchildren. And a problematic aspect of it is there's a complicated way to break down assets because the marriage had gone through so many stages and went on for so long. And I can imagine that this complex breakdown of finances might be a reason why people might consider staying together and also maybe having a partner there as you do age and get older. So for you statistical fact kind of people out there, AARP, like the study I told you in 2004, the Divorce Experience, a study of divorce at midlife and beyond. We talked about who initiates the divorce in later life. 66% of the female participants initiated the divorce and 41% of the males did. Participants' age when got divorced 40 to 49 was 73 of the participants in their 40s. 50 to 59 was 22% of the participants that divorced in their 50s. And for the 60 and older crowd, the participants were 4% who divorced in their 60s or later. Like myself, in my coaching practice, their divorce attorneys say that they're seeing more older clients, especially women, and they say they wanted a divorce in order to start a new chapter in their life. After decades of taking care of husbands and their families and their children and putting everybody else first, they want to put themselves first. Then there's some studies that allowed people that were married one, two, three times. So more than half of older divorced people were already on their second or third or more marriage. While some researchers argue that the gray divorce is specifically for people who've been married maybe once and had a very long-term relationship Others believe it is everybody over 50. So speaking of 50, 50% of marriages that end after the age of 50 are established second, third, and even fourth marriages. And we know from long-term studies that each time you get married second, third, fourth, It's an increased chance of divorce within that relationship. There's a misperception that all gray divorce is more common among the wealthy. And given the social media and the TV coverage with our vice president, with Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, we would That would make sense that we would think of it that way. Wealthy older couples with 
tied together assets actually were more likely to stay together than lower income non-home owning couples. The researchers estimated that odds of divorce were 38% lower for those who had over 250,000 in assets compared with couples whose assets ranged from 0 to 50,000. Divorce affects men and women very differently. But one great impact that they found is the differences in how the men and women stayed in contact and stayed with the social supports of their adult children's and families. Women increased their involvement with their adult children, and they are twice as likely to have more frequent visitation with their adult children after a late divorce than they actually did before. But for men, it's the complete opposite. They're only half as likely to engage regularly with their grown children after the split. One way fathers do man up is they seem to increase their financial support of the children especially those with college educations and homes. Mothers, regardless whether they remain single or repartner, do not give as much financial assistance. While divorce and non-marital childbearing definitely have weakened the ability between fathers and children to connect, while the opposite true in general with mothers. Gray divorce is no exception. So there's something called the matrilineal tilt in families. Oftentimes, mothers remain the nerve center of most families. This is the glue that keeps families together. While it looks different, It doesn't change much when children are adults or there's grandchildren involved. But on the other hand, what happens to men after gray divorce? Researchers have found again that men are half as likely to remain in contact or in the social center of the family unit. This causes men to get cut off from crucial social support, oftentimes when they're the most frail, in the most need of medical attention, visitors, and final reassurance, especially during a divorce of family love. Researchers have found that it's men who suffer from that deep loneliness and the lack of even social connection. During the divorce, a man not only loses his spouse, but the connection to the whole family. And even if he remarries, he is more likely to tag along with his new wife in her family rather than the new spouse 
tagging along with him and his family. It's a fascinating trend. And from the perspective of being a coach, I can see it being freeing and also horribly negatively impacting some people in these marriages. But you know the saying, (laughs) it is what it is. But maybe divorce trends will continue to go down as the younger millennials and the Zs are taking marriage more serious and being very particular, even if they're going to get married and being very thoughtful about if they want to have children. Well, it's about that time to end the podcast. Thank you, listeners, for listening in with us on the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, love specialist and mindset coach, thanking you from the bottom of my heart for listening in with us, because I know you have a myriad of podcasts that you can choose from. Don't forget to subscribe, to ring the bell, to leave feedback, to support the podcast if you're enjoying it. Tell your friends so they can listen too. If you'd like to join the Relationship Rebellion, find us on Facebook in the Love Anarchy podcast. I'd like to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote, love is the only true power.